Good afternoon and welcome to the Longhorn Coffee Bar and Saloon podcast. Joining me this morning is my friend and local food trucker, uh, Chaz from the Fat Kid Food Company. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, welcome. Welcome. I'm glad you came. So to be here. Thank you. So Chaz um, has a, a food truck here locally in Southern Oregon. And Chaz, tell me a little bit about Fat Kid Food Company, how it started, where its roots are from. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, Fat Kid Food Co. is pretty much a truck idea that started up probably about, I would say, eight, nine years ago in the Jefferson Spirits era of my life. Um, and we were just doing like fun bar food and always thought if we could bring it to a truck, what could it be? And then throughout my culinary career, whether I was a chef at a restaurant or consulting, it was when you meet a lot of people in the industry world, what do you eat? after work you know, if, like you work fine dining you're not eating like fine dining food sure you know it's like what bar or what food truck or what other street food whether in portland seattle wherever you're at here in the valley and it was just really making that kind of stoner munchy cheat day cheat day hangover eats is what we call it i love it yeah so uh, it was really like what are you craving after work and just being able to try out some of those food ideas at some pretty awesome spots here in the valley developing fun little menus without people knowing the underline mm-hmm. to it. So then um, March 17th, 2020, um, our governor pulled the plug on restaurants and bars. Right. I was sitting there with my crew and uh, kind of looked at each other. I'd already bought the truck in 2019. was just sitting on it. Uh, my wife and I, we just paddleboard traveled around in the vessel of it. And then uh, went two weeks on YouTube, March 18th. And, from March 18th, two weeks on YouTube, threw it all together, got restaurant equipment, had a layout plan, what? and pretty much, I think it was like April, was our, we were just full, full swing, good to go. So you're telling so, me, Chaz, you've only been in the industry, in the food trucker industry for two years, just about? Uh, two years, sometime in April. We never oh, heavens. Yeah. Oh my goodness. See, yeah. I thought you had this really, I was misinformed. <laughs> no, no, that's why the people are like, we've been eating your food for years, and I'm like, well, you know, I've been stoked and blessed to work at you know like starting up of jefferson spirits two different eras um being executive chef at alchemy winchester inn you know to starting sakana uh co jefferson spirits and ashland and then going kind of doing consulting doing consulting stuff also outside of the city so it was really just if people had my food it was something or my, me and my crew's food our food as i call it it yeah. was them having experience of yeah, that mac and cheese. Oh, I was just going to say. This and that, you know. Did so. you make the original mac and cheese at Jefferson Spirits? Yeah, because original mac and cheese. Oh, uh, my heavens. Street noodles, the oh. mac and cheese, grilled cheese. The Friend. J-State classic was the bacon jam sliders, which is actually transitioned in our um, Cherry Street and stuff. So our Cherry Street smash is the first item we ever did on the food truck. And that's paying homage to... Um, the Emerson family at Cherry Street Meats, I mean, would be nothing. With, there would be no Fat Kid Food Co. without without them. Aren't they a delightful so, family? Yeah, I lived like, down the street from them as a kid. They're great. Yeah, I lived on Cherry Street. So like, our, yeah. So and that's and, you know, yeah. And I have like a rental off Cherry. So like to be able to give that when people ask. Cool. You know, it's like yeah, all our meat comes from Cherry Street. You know, this is wow. Really, to this day, them. you're still. You're still buying it from Cherry? Oh, any restaurant I've ever gone to, if they're never using Cherry Street, I we switch completely over to Cherry Street. What a loyal man yeah. you are! I oh, love yeah. that. Well, I mean, you're you're you know, it's all about connections and also community wise and like yeah. a very old school handshake, face to face person and all about energy. And it's always been amazing energy from them. And literally, there'd be no fat kid food go 
truck. I love that. If, I, if it didn't happen for. But you're not from here. You're from California. Uh, yeah, correct? born and raised San Diego, and then I moved up to Humboldt. My mom was like, "You're getting into the wrong crowd," or whatever it was for some reason in San Diego. Uh, moved up to Humboldt County. Grew up in Arcata, and then in 2012, mm-hmm. I believe, um, moved up here. Um, and, yeah, I've just been here ever since. You like the Rogue Valley? I yeah, I love the Rogue Valley. You do? Uh, it, it has a. I mean, we. You know, with pandemic and stuff, sure. things feel a little like we're the energy there. But yeah, we're never gonna leave. Okay. Valley. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be other places, but we'll never have a truck not here. Which is know? what so. we want to talk a little bit about because I got excited when I called you this last week and I said, "Hey, I want to have you on my my program." And and when you told me a little bit about where you've gone, where you're traveling to, mm-hmm. um, I we want to get into that today on this podcast. But mm-hmm. I also want to stop you right there and want to ask you. Did you pick up cooking and, and, and culinary arts from your mom? What's your favorite food as a child? <laughs> Peanut um, butter and jelly? So, no, I grew up, so I'm, I'm a giant uh, half-breed, whitewashed Mexican, and then I tan, <laughs> and people think I'm Samoan, and then I, I do have a little Polynesian in me and Native American, whatever, things that could make up my brownness. But um, <laughs> uh, growing up, I mean, yeah, you know, if it was like, tacos or chorizo and eggs and I mean I grew up in Baja California majority of my childhood in a town called Rosarito and literally like four months out of each year of my life until I was like 13 I would be in Mexico and stuff so like okay. literally like kid of the sea like living boom walking <laughs> down um and stuff so like fish tacos were like my a staple there's so many things like but uh the one thing that I always like to share because it is a part of me is back in the day um, McDonald back in the day, in the nineties, <laughs> late nineties, McDonald's did, um, 29 cent hamburger Wednesdays, 39 cent cheeseburger. Sundays, I remember this. And you could get a 20 max was your limit. And, um, me not knowing what my mom, my childhood, I loved everything about it. Not knowing everybody has their own story if they're poor or whatever. That's sure. sure. You know, and, um, but me not knowing what my mom was facing and working all these jobs because I was too young, she'd drive through on a Sunday and then she would send me in sometimes. But what it was is it was cheaper to go that option for fast food than to buy things to make for lunch for the week. So she'd put them in the freezer. Really? And then she'd put them in my lunch pail by the time I got to school. And I was like super embarrassed at first. And then she was like, it's going to be thawed by the time it's lunch. So here I am like for weeks busting out McDonald's and like telling people, yeah, my mom brought me McDonald's. They're like, oh my God, that's so cool. You know? And, um, so like for me, that, that's what I grew up with. That you memory know? is solid. That memory and, uh, the Cherry Street Smash or the J-State Classic that's been on other spots is literally like, that Cherry Street Burger is me paying homage to growing up with McDonald's. So McDonald's, <laughs> so, cheeseburger, favorite hands down, uh, yeah, staple like of your childhood. Childhood, it's like if I had to remember, like dollar whoppers after if I want to be a mix race. So it was like, Absolutely. That was like, oh my goodness. So it's like, but you know, it's like sim- simplicity, you know, and stuff. And food has a way of bringing you back to a moment in your life. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense to you that having had your food, uh, the first time I ever experienced it, you had um, Fritos, like hot Fritos. Oh, uh, we did like, we did like a hot Cheetos crunch. Where yeah. We like hot, like flaming hot Funyuns, flaming hot flaming Doritos, hot. flaming hot Cheetos. That's we what did I like had. Six different crazy flaming hot things and we blend them all up. Yeah. And then we 
dip a burger in guacamole, dip that, and then top it with like a whole bunch of other. I'm just sitting here starving and (laughs) thinking that was probably the, that was such an interesting food experience because having lived in Portland, food trucks were big, Mm. you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, They kind of trickled down, hit the bend area, started coming into Southern Oregon. We're seeing these little pods pop up. We're not quite where I hope we would have been at this point, but 15 years behind. Yeah, we are. (laughs) We really are. But it's cool to see that you brought that style of food and architectural basis of food to the Valley because nobody was offering that kind of, I've had your mac and cheese. In fact, I'm going to tell you a little something. I don't go to Jefferson Spirits anymore because your mac and cheese isn't on the menu. And I can ask my whole well, family. Well, it was the same. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this is different. Nope. Don't like it. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. we, might, we might bring it to the truck. There's so many things. If that, you bring it to the yeah. truck, Chaz, I will be there every damn day. And this could be a problem for me. <laughs> for me, I'm always like, there was like an end of an era for everywhere. Yeah. Like, I won't, like one point we just had such an amazing crew. Don't get me wrong. Um. Dennis Clark, his crew, there's nothing around. But it's like you have the end of an era of, like, amazingness. Right. And at one point it was, like, with Jefferson Spirits, like, with the food truck, is, like, what do we do that's so different to change the game? And I'll say it, and it's not with Nego. I know that bar changed the game in the beginning. It influenced almost everybody who has to do with cocktails down there. 100%. Without doubt. And um, my, my ex, my wife at the time, you know, Clea, she just, like, she changed it. You know, like, she yeah. just, like murdered it you know yeah. and stuff and our crew like everybody was just so stoked to work like we would like overly work because we were just so like it was like the unhealthy where like you're working too much but you're having so much fun right and then like you don't want to go into your real life because you're like you're seeing all your friends your family you had music everybody. at the time you guys a couple of my friends where you're working there they were doing djs and friday nights they were coming in and they were yeah. playing music for you guys and yeah no it was I, like, those were good was, times yeah and it's like with the food of trying out it was like, you know, well, hey, like, why why not? Or clearly be like, hey, can you go ahead and take these crazy ingredients, make them into some kind of puree or keg cocktail thing she was doing? <laughs> and so it was awesome, like, to be messing around with things on drinks that hadn't been done around here. Yeah. To then, like, the food scene. But, yeah, the mac and cheese, that was just something that just went. I can't so, tell you. That mac and cheese, killer roux. Whoever, I mean, that recipe for that roux was unreal. Um, so let's talk a little it bit. No, it wasn't a roux. Oh, it wasn't a roux? Yeah, no. Okay, no. don't don't give yeah. away the secret. <laughs> no, I just, no. I'm just sitting here yeah. like, okay, that was pro- that literally was the best mac and cheese. And I, I'm going to tell you, I go to every restaurant, I'll either order mac and cheese hmm. or I'll order pizza, just because those are my favorite things. But yeah. I very impressed by that. So if you guys uh, haven't been to try Fat Kid Food Company, where are you located? Tell me where, where like people can find you. Uh, 2929 South Pacific Highway, the Medford Rugs uh, baseball field, or the Harry and David field. Okay. It's called for now. That is our go-to spot. Pretty much Instagram is the only way you're going to know our hours and stuff. And uh, just don't look at the picture. Actually click on the see more so we uh-huh. like list our hours and whatnot. Okay. Um, and it's kind of whenever we want to work, <laughs> you know, so. so you don't have a set schedule. Uh, we, I mean, we try to be right now at least Tuesday through Friday, Okay. but now we're starting to hit the road again. We're going, um, we're doing grants pass on Fridays and stuff at bike craft. We're going to make that a thing. They serve booze, you know, they pour beer and yeah. cider. So to be able to have that food option and then we're going to start hitting the road here, uh, Eugene, then we're going to actually go to way out like La Grande Madras area. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of big dispensaries up there. Yeah. Because we're going to just 
do some pop-ups and then yeah right after memorial weekend we're kicking off like we're we'll be out of town again every weekend pretty much and so. one of those weekends uh memorial weekend yeah. i get the opportunity to work with you for yeah. a wedding yeah and that's what I, yeah, I, told <laughs> I was like yeah you guys wedding kicks off like that's our vacation trip yeah before like we're just inundated that's yeah. so cool now how do you when you're doing this and you're cutting like i have spent the month of january taking the time off to like do some maintenance on longhorn and mm -hmm. things that need to be done because as you know in the food industry you can't neglect your fridge you got to clean you got to deep clean yeah. you got to get you know behind it you got to pull everything out check your water lines all the mm -hmm. things that come with being a mobile food unit um do you do that, by the way? Do you do all that stuff, too? Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's been, um, I got a really good friend. He's like my, I'm like my BFFFFFFF. Oh, uh, this is the gentleman. Tell us a little bit about that. You got it washed this last week. Uh, no, that's, so that's cash. Cash okay. is amazing. OCD detailing. If you need car, anything, he'll, like, best job ever. Your and, truck just looks sparkly. Yeah, no, it's so shiny. <laughs> and it's, like, that truck's from 1997. You know, so it's an old it's an old rig. It's natural disaster relief vehicle. No bodies, no ambulance. Kind of crazy. Everybody's like, oh, it's an ambulance. I'm like, no, it's not. Oh. Got the original build out. Yeah, um, I needed a rig. Side step, because I'm ADHD and I'm all over. Because I needed a rig that could get good gas mileage. Yeah. And be able to park in, like, downtown Portland in the city. Okay. So where other trucks, like, they don't want to drive. I'm like, well, I want to drive. And yeah. And I'm getting 20 miles to the gallon, rolling at 17,000 pounds. So it's like. That's utilitarian. Let's go. <laughs> you right. know, and those rigs were such a big, um, you know, when the government, whatever, Red Cross is building those out, you know, it's a $200,000 build sheet on those rigs just to, like, withstand. Like, if there's floodwaters. There's things underneath it that like disperse the water, really? you know, and stuff. So it's kind of like set up where it's, yeah, it's just. So it's you good. could really actually go anywhere off-road. Uh, yeah, we went, we went like a lot of places last summer, like up to like big grows and they're doing like celebratory parties for like their crew and we'd like be in logging roads and hit trees. And, and your truck like, went through no problem. Yeah, without a doubt. See, that's yeah. so, so I was, sorry, I'm probably one of the thousand people. And if you're in the Rogue Valley and you've driven by Chaz's food truck, it isn't an ambulance, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so let's set that record straight right now. <laughs> um, your Instagram is such an inspiration, by the way. Your photography and your food aesthetic is its setting the bar, so to speak. Um, tell me a little bit about who does the photography on those pictures and how do you find like the content, like keeping it rolling? Because um, you, so... you had almost like 19,000 followers yeah, the I mean, Valley yeah. isn't like yeah. Follow, you know, like I tell people, like don't worry about, don't worry too much about the followers because you want like solid people. Mm -hmm. So like, and we're very responsive. Like we try to be responsive. You know, we do like we will go through. It might take a little bit to get back to people, but um, yeah, really, it was just uh, like I've always been one in any kitchen that I've ever been in is if you take a photo of the food that's going out, I have to like approve it. Because, so you're the photographer. Yeah, yeah. It's all off of, yep, I'm an Android too, so all your iPhone lovers, yeah. Oh, dear. As I brought my iPhone up to look at his Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge me, Chase. <laughs> no. Don't judge. No, I would love an iPhone. The clouds just mess me up sometimes. The so, cloud so. is annoying, is yeah. it not? I, yeah, I, I mean, I go erase something. I'll, I'll video something of my little boy. He does... Um, YouTube toy reviews, oh, nice. and if you erase those videos, oh, well, you have to pull them from the cloud, but the cloud is like, where? Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to bring up, um, real quick, I want to bring up the the food, the hamburger from a couple of days ago. 
This one with the egg. Did you film this yourself? Yeah, that's a Chilakia smash. Yeah, that's just off the phone. Yeah. So I mean, it's like tell me what's people, in what's in this this burger here. Uh, so that's um, brioche bun, bottom secret sauce, cherry street meat, American cheese, uh, tempura fried jalapenos, fresh jalapenos, fried egg, chilaquiles, which is like a green or red salsa, uh, hot over corn tortilla chips. Sometimes they'll have like beans, tortilla cheese, and all that, um, all on top of there. Then with guacamole. Crispy onions, just random. How many calories do you think is in that thing? <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't think. Probably, I don't know, less than a Whopper. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Because, yeah. I mean, you got so much processed yeah. product, who knows what, in the Whopper, you know, and stuff. So I, I watched this 15,000 times. No joke. When you cut the egg, you guys go, go back on the feed and watch it. It's just, it looks so good. Another thing that kind of stands you out from other is your to-go box. Is yeah. a Chinese takeout. Yeah, well, it used to be cup of noodles, and I started at Jefferson Spirits um, when I would cool do it for a brunch thing. Uh, yeah, we had a brunch spot underneath Jefferson Spirits in 2019. We gave brunch a little go because we were going to take over where Melange is, the vegan restaurant. Right. Yes. Yeah, we were going to we were going to take over that spot, but we just it was just not not the time, you know, at it and stuff. So I just would buy a cup of noodles. And literally, like, put the noodles in, like, plastic bags, and then I would go give the noodles away, because I'm yeah. not going to waste anything. Right. But then the Asian to-go containers pretty much just, it's just more of, like, why not? They're, they're it's so, so cool. cool. It's a different feel. I love Everybody the aesthetic uses, of it. like, plain, there's nothing wrong with to-goes. Right. But everything is about. You're talking like, about the clam, clamshells and things. Clamshell, whatever, mm-hmm. right. whatever it might be. So when you worked in the food industry prior to owning your own food truck, mm-hmm. did you do sous chef? You were on the back line. Did you work front of the house, back of the house? What rest, like, what was your primary? Um, uh, executive chef pretty much. Yeah. Ever, yeah. So like, well, I guess <laughs> like, um, you know, like chef partner, Jefferson spirits yeah, and stuff. And then, um, got into like doing like booze and, you know, my certain, like everybody there at one point could do everything. They could cook, they could bartend, it was like serve tables, the kitchen also served. And then I took some time off and then I went to Alchemy and at Alchemy uh, was there, cook, sous chef, executive chef, my buddy Billy Busher, um, really cool chef here in the Valley and stuff. He's like big time corporate now, though. Uh, really awesome. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> hey, Billy, but, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then was there for three years and then went back to partner up and open up Saconico and Ashland across from the Varsity Theater. Which is that And stuff. And, um, yeah, I think they, I hope they're doing yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, 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 we were popping. Yeah. In the beginning, it was like right. insane. Well, Izakaya, sit down, you people watch us make food, give it to them. Right. Sushi, everything. You yeah. Know, amazing sushi chef. So and, you're, um, you, if, let me ask you this, you're, you're hungry and it's lunchtime. Clearly, you set the bar for some really beautiful food that tastes amazing. Um, when they come to see a, a baseball game out of the Rogues, mm-hmm. you're generally there serving up yeah. food. I mean, I've gotten your food, and then it's gotten all over me. Because um, <laughs> it is it is a lot of food for your price point. Are you having a hard time getting supplies to make your recipes because of uh, all of this chaos? No, here, here's, the, here's the thing I want to... I, I, I've been stuck to get asked this question. Really? Stuff. So, yeah, okay. because when places say, so like when I've closed, sorry, I'm like fat in this chair. Is You're weird. fine. No, but anyways, um, it's an old farmhouse. Go yeah, ahead. When like, you'll see a lot of places like, Hey, sorry, I had to close for product. 
Like, you know, you'll see it everywhere. Sure. And yeah. the thing with like me and what we're about is we change our menu every day. So if I wanted to be open with one item and just do wood fire pizza, then we just do wood fire pizza. Or if I want to do noodles, then we do noodles. There's no set menu. So a lot of these trucks where there's nothing wrong, they have menus, they work, or they're in locations where it's high volume, they work. They know. People who just business and just strictly want to go by just numbers and not change a damn thing, uh-huh. things work. But then they have to close when shit hits the fan. Sure, yeah. For me, I'm like, oh, I'll... So you're the guy that's going to the cabinet. You're open up going, we have this, this, and this. What can I make out of it? Yeah, I'm the guy at like 7, 8 a.m. when I'm at the store looking to see what we could do. That's why people get mad. I won't post like weekly menus or set because I really don't know what we're doing. Wow. Your mind must never stop. You're uh, very creative. You're very creative. Yeah, it's easy. um, I mean, it's easy to keep it like going in like food. We're probably like about the why not. Like, I'll have some, like, some of my um, crew will be like, hey, what if we tried this, this, and this? A lot of times I'm like, well, we've already done it. But, you know what? But, like, yeah, let's, hey, I've done that in, like, six months. Let's give it a go. Yeah, like the mac and cheese. Hint, hint. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chayla, the mac and cheese is ready for you. Okay, be there in (laughs) five minutes. Because literally, from where my home sits, I'm pretty close to you. Yeah, it took me, like, seven minutes of traffic to get here. Crazy. Yeah. So if you're hungry and you don't want to eat at your food truck, what's your favorite food truck in the Rope Valley? Shit. Yep, now you're on the spot, sir. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> I'm, such, I'm such like a taco per- You know, I actually don't really get to eat out as many trucks as I would want to. I'm going to be really? straight up. Okay. Yeah, well, um, where would you go right now? If you and I were going to leave here and go get some lunch, where would we go if you were choosing? Um, Honestly, probably be a breakfast burrito from this new taqueria cart posted up off the Highway 99 store. in I think it's Central Point. Uh-huh. Down there on the right, yep. um, his breakfast burritos are pretty on point. I have not so, tried him, but he's right yeah, next to the, the little close, market. Yeah, it's the closest thing that reminds me of like something like my grandma would make, but like five times bigger. And it's like consistency is like a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like never done. I, I eat there like three times a week. Do you? Okay, <laughs> yeah. so you are eating at a food truck, but you're eating Just at the, the ones same, that you love. It's what's close to where like either if I live or it's on yeah. my way yeah. and stuff. Um it's hard because a lot of trucks will do the same thing, mm-hmm. yeah. and I really like like if it's like a chicken and rice or a noodle and chicken or something. There's a lot of bento in, <laughs> in different forms, right? And stuff like uh, Christian, you know, paying respect to like OG in the valley, like it's it's flavor. He's mm-hmm. given us spices and flavor profiles other rigs don't, right? And then you have uh, Jolie uh, down off Central, like that is like original bento. You want that we love Jolie. Yeah, you know, and stuff. So <laughs> it's like, little, yeah, we love Jolie. Yeah, so it's like those cravings and stuff um, where it's like, man, if I want that, I'm going to go there. If I want this, I'll go there. Right. But um, I really don't get out. I save all that, like, when we go out of town, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, but I'm, I always send people somewhere. I think that's, like, the biggest thing that has added growth to the family of people whoever I'm working with at any place I'm at is we're never going to try to do something that we, like, don't want to do or we're not doing that day. So if somebody wants something, some flavor profile or some kind of dish, I'm not, like, I'm going to send them. Immediately I have 100 places to send them. That's awesome. So it's about, like, pushing traffic. That's, like, when I do posts about stuff, it's, like, yeah, like, these, like, this is where you should go for this. You know, there's yeah. there used to be where you'd go into some restaurants and they didn't have something. They might try it or like if it's a grilled salmon special, 
all of a sudden I let the customer order it like poach this vegetables, this, this, and this. When I was a person, it would be like, you need to go tell them we're not going to do that. Right. Like, I don't, I don't care. Because it's no offense to like the customers in the food truck world. It can be open of just like, you're wrong. 99% of the time. And that, you and I have a lot of similar schools of thought. Before we got started, we were talking about a few things, and I am like you, a um, little bit different, you know, delivery, so to speak, just because we're, we grew up very differently, you and I. Um, but being raised and born and raised in the Rogue Valley, I'm a native, which is very rare, mm-hmm. uh, and it's becoming rarer and rarer as time yeah. ticks on. It's all transplants. Right. <laughs> so, you know, people will come up to my coffee bar when I'm serving, and I don't have a a specific spot like you do, mm. but they'll ask me for this and this and this and this and this because Starbucks can make a 15 line order for you. Yeah. And I will politely say, that's not what I do. Yeah. I do what I do. Well, I have this much space and 41 square feet. You understand space. You understand yeah. storage. Don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so hard. It's not yeah. a brick and mortar. It's so hard to not want to just give everything. But I think what you do is you stretch yourself too thin and you offer too much mm. And then nothing you do is exclusive and nothing that you do is just yours. So like I've always said, I do what I do well. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it's so true. Like people, once they start, like some of these trucks, for instance, love huge menus, restaurants in general, huge menus. Absolutely. And 15 I've always been about like cheesecake. simplicity. You know, <laughs> Fact, cheesecake factory. Yeah. Here's a novel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is, is like less is more. That way you're controlling your product, your stuff's fresher. You're not sitting on anything and you don't set yourself up. Now there some shops, if you're waiting or any restaurants, if you're waiting X amount of time during a lunch rush or whatever, um, if you have like 30 items, and the first 20 people order something different than each of them, and there's only two of you, you fucked yourself. Absolutely. Because you're, unless you're using cross ingredients, but sometimes I'm like, you guys really go extensively. And it's because they're trying to like kind of be appealing to, to everyone. Thing, mm-hmm. When it's like, just do what you want to do. Like people, I'll, I'll be straight up, and this is like, whoever's listening and stuff, um, it's no bashing on anybody. But when people ask me, like, I want to start a truck. Mm-hmm. What should I do? I never, I'm never like, oh, don't do one or don't do this. I just say, say no, less is more. Absolutely. And I was, and don't do chicken and rice. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, and I'm serious because like this is this is where it's at. Um, so like, there's a lot of amazing trucks that do chicken and rice in the valley. Sure, but they're they're different. Each one of them and stuff like the Jamaican guys. I'm spacing their cards. Yeah, you know, the names off the top of my head. Yeah, but like it's that mm. flavor. It's that tradition that they're bringing of them Christian flavors that he grew up with. Right. And stuff. Yeah. And when you say Christian, you're talking about Peruvian point. point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um and uh so it's like it's all right. Like you know, but what is going to make you different? You already have heavy hitters. In the valley, you got Kona, you got um, Jolie, just on the bento side, like heavy right. hitters and stuff. But if you come in, it's like, yeah, it's cheaper, it's affordable. But what makes your dish better than this one? Right. Because then you get lumped into the same. It's like if there was 50 burger carts. Mm-hmm. Maybe try something else other than burgers. Or maybe stick to your guns and offer something and you just have to stick with it. Do you classify yeah. yourself as a burger joint? Uh, no, burgers kind of, like, have just been the thing, so we just figured, like, why not? Because, okay. I mean, we'll do, we always have burgers, yeah, but, always. you know, I, I never thought, it's, it's easy, it's quick, you know, and stuff, um, so, yeah, I never, it's only been, like, lately where I'm just, like, fuck, man, like, 
we're doing this, like, you know, like, burger <laughs> thing, but, uh, but when we go out of town, it's wet. Also, everybody's like, burgers this, burgers that, we want some unicorn, whatever thing. And I'll say this, like, our, when we say unicorn, it started off with, like, we'd make, we'd get ass, like, maybe something crazy. I would make somebody, I'd rather make every person who comes up, or my crew, something one-off, than the change an item and take things off that or rather just make you a new thing. Wow. And stuff because it's, it's easier. I don't think as much. I'm just doing, just adding stuff, whatever it is. And we came up with the unicorn style because like In-N-Out has um, animal style. Uh-huh. If you want a unicorn a burger, it it takes it to like a whole other level. We It's like whatever item you choose, sometimes it could have all three other items on that thing. So you're just left with like... You got some like general sauce fried chicken on top of your burger with street noodles and flaming hot, cr- whatever it might be. But it's for that over a top, you know, Experience, just like, yeah. and people who ask for it, they right. like, all right, well, you're coming here and it's whatever we want to do. It's not them. They just get to choose the item they want to go crazy on. Uh-huh. But nobody ever gets to like, we don't have ketchup to put ketchup on your burger. We don't have onions regular onions uh-huh. you know, tomatoes never existed on the truck and stuff so um and it's one of those things and that's like in the beginning let's be all over is the burger was our first thing and a lot of people hated it there's people bashing like that and like the bacon jam all this stuff so when we took the bacon jam off i gave that i was like you know i'm tired of taking it off we're just gonna leave it off okay and then it went up and then it was like all right people were slow oh, you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that and i'm just like yeah well fuck you. <laughs> exactly you know, do what stuff, you do well like there's other, and we'd send them to other places. Yeah. Go somewhere else. Like, sure. I don't need you here. And if you're going to be a jerk to whoever's in the window, like, peace out. Right. You know, and stuff. Because um, if anything, they'll go away and they'll be like, wow, that person was like, what? I wasn't being a jerk. You're the one who wanted something we didn't have. I just pointed you another direction. Right. Because maybe your flavor is very um, not, it's, it's normal. Like, and that's fine. Um, you have picky kids, right? You get yeah. kids that come up to your window, right? Yeah, and we'll do, like, kids' burger and meat cheese. Like, that's simple. You know, it's kids. It's kids. But a majority yeah. of the kids who do come, their parents are like, oh, no, he likes the sumo with ahi poke and temper fried, all this stuff on there. And I'm like, awesome. Like, if you want to... That's, that's great. That's amazing. You yeah, know, enhance like, their experience. Enhance their taste and their profile yeah. so that they can try new things and, yeah. and branch out. My little boy, his um, <clears throat> his profiles are changing. Mm-hmm. About ten years old. I don't know if you know this. Um, as a young, as a man yourself, you, you probably, if you were to go back, you think about. I did kind of start liking more things, yeah. sauces and things like that as I got a little older. But I first, ate lobster. And I was a kid growing up, and in Mexico, like when we would go, lobster was so cheap. And like guys fishing, catching it, all this, and I'd be like, yeah, I ain't messing with that. I do and like then it now. was like, and I hated crab too. And then it was like <laughs> in my early teens, all of a sudden I tried and I was like, this is like massive shrimp and sweeter and so delicious. And it was like, <laughs> what have I been doing my whole life? And then in my culinary, like, you know, career of just like, yeah, I never, there'd be some things that come about. I'm like, yeah, I've never tried that. And everybody would be looking at me because if I'm the person in charge and if they went to school, I didn't go to culinary school, you know, and they've already experienced something like that. And I'm like, Crab, I don't know, that's weird, I don't really care for it, you know, or something, or I would tell them when I used to not like crab, but, uh, but yeah, no, like, palate definitely yeah, changes. Yeah, that, that's the verbiage cheese. I was looking for, palate, yeah. <laughs> you know, road creamery changed me on that, Jackson Bolin and stuff, like, literally, I remember Caveman Blue was, like, the first blue cheese I liked, and then now, like, yeah, I'll, I'll eat the funkier, the better. 
<laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about, as we're wrapping up here, um, where, where are you going to be? Tell us about some exciting things that you've been working on. What can we look forward to from Fat Kid Fuko? Tell us a little bit. Um, exciting things, uh, getting back on the road. We're super stoked with that, popping up multiple locations. Um, got a few other trucks in the work um, to hopefully be hitting the streets here in the next couple months once we get okay. staffing figured out. Going to have yourself um, a little chain. Well, whatever it might be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, it's like we're never, there's no rushing. There always has to be like patient, you know, because like if you don't have everything figured out, like you'll see some places all of a sudden there's like eight locations in less than a year. Uh-huh. And all I see are not to sound like a jerk, is possibly eight places I could buy equipment from in the next couple of years. Because if you rush, it's just the truth, you know. I like, hear that. You know, yeah. um, unless, you know, whatever they're back, but it's like everybody knows numbers, the small business owner in the food truck world, and you just kind of know, you know, like what. But that's the same thing with restaurants, like brick and mortar and mm-hmm. stuff. Like a lot of people will just um, kind of wait, like uh, Brandon Stephanie hit over easy. Perfect example of being patient. They did, you know, they went from like downtown market, right? Then like switched up, and then now that they've had their own spot, and then now this whole expansion. Prime example of a power couple kicking ass and growing to like in the smartest way, you know. I cannot say that more eloquently. You put it so eloquently because there is. There's, I just released, and I don't know if you watched this today, but you should, um, not to just plug myself, but <laughs> hey friend, watch this. But I, I waited three years to build Longhorn and I did it with the intentionality of, um, if you watch our commercial we released today about what you get when you hire us as your bar or as your coffee bar for your event. <clears throat> I'm very Southern. <laughs> and so, and those, those bell traits come out in me, but I waited and that's a hard thing to do in this day and age is to be patient. And I didn't start out with the newest stuff. I worked with what I could afford. And I think that that is what made the difference for me. I I don't think I know it did. And so I am so like, I'm sitting here just in awe of the things that you're saying. You're so well-rounded. You really do have a good like grasp of what's happening in the industry and you're up and coming. You're, Instagram is definitely more of an LA feel. It's got like this spice to it. Um, it's very, it's very uh, trendy. There's a lot, not trendy, but like there's a lot to look forward to with you. Like, cause you're always keeping people interested. And I think that's really fun. And I think it's neat that you're doing that. But also to hear that, you know, you're taking your time. You're not rushing these things because with that comes a lot of mistake and error. Yeah. And like, you know, like the growth, like on the account, just to touch on that real quick is like, um, you know, we're not asking for followers, you know, and stuff in the beginning, I'd be like, we'll do a giveaway, you know, and stuff. But like followers just come like, you like, don't. And like, my main thing is just like, just stay true to you. Post what you want to post. Just make sure the pictures are good. Cause a shitty picture is a representation of your food. Yeah. So if you post a shitty picture of yourself or if there's a goofy filter and you're trying to hide something, whatever people know, and that's the thing. Like people are finding out pictures of themselves. You know, like even it's just like, just be yourself. Like I you should just that. be so stoked to just be yourself, step in your power. Because you're giving away that power when you're not actually, whether it's a bad picture or something that's like kind of a make-believe, you know, thing. When it's just like, just be stoked for who you are, the product you're doing. I love it. And my main thing is like I tell people is like, on a huge thing that I've found out in this past like years, if you don't love yourself and you're a small business owner or anything like that, 
how you perform in your work life is a direct reflection of how you're taking care of yourself in your personal life. And always put your personal needs first. You know, so it's like if I'm feeling down, whatever it is, I will close the track and be like, well, I don't want to be, like, I'm not going to be open. When before we get so caught up, when you're in it, you feel like like that grind. Oh, I got to grind. I got to do this. I got to do that. To some extent, yes. But to another one, if you're giving up who you are for this vessel or business, you know, and stuff, you're losing track. You're losing your character, the person that you are, and how it affects others, your crew around. And it's Yeah, because not every day we want to get up. Yeah. And, and there's days where it's like if you don't want to and you don't have anything scheduled, private event or whatever, it's like, don't. <laughs> you know? And what do you do on your days off where you don't want to? Are you, uh, uh, what, do, what, do you what do you like to do on your days now, off? Now, like, you know, I, I skateboard in the summer, paddleboard, um, huge, huge paddleboarder, uh, you know, get out of town and stuff, um, hit, you know, girlfriend and I will just go and just drive go to like the coast or go like, and we got all these things. I'm like, we're going to go to Yosemite. We're going to Joshua tree. We're going to a uh, Palm desert area. Yep. Cause I've never been there. I just want to party with a whole bunch of retirees, you know, <laughs> and stuff who could be invest. You know, it's like whatever, you know, so an adventurous fun. spirit in you for yeah. sure. And, but also if you need the down days of just like, I'm going to order crumble cookie and just <laughs> chill out and binge watch whatever. <laughs> Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, then that's that's what it is. But my main thing is just don't change your plan, you know, like, because people don't, we don't even know exactly the extent of what we really want, you know, but, and it's like, and if you have goals, that's cool, but just don't, like you were talking earlier about, you know, um, people saying stuff and not really, like, you know, doing it. It's like, don't say it, don't want it. Don't chase for stuff. Just know it's going to happen because if you're chasing it, you're always in the default because you're chasing, you're in an energy that you don't, that means you don't have it. I want a Ford Raptor or something. Well, I don't have a Ford Raptor, so that means, damn, I don't have one. <laughs> but if I, one day I know, you know what, I'm going to get, okay, get that truck. Right. And stuff, then it's like I'm in this neutral of just like this will happen or this truck will happen. All in time. It comes together. Yeah. And it's like don't rush up. But, um, yeah, and that's just my main, my main thing that I've, like, really learned a lot is, like, just love yourself and what you're doing. And just stay super strong on it, and every it'll just show, you know, and stuff like. Oh my goodness! I don't know if you if you've gotten to this far in the podcast, but this gentleman sitting across the table from me, he's got all the things that you need to make a really great company, but he's got a really big heart, (laughs) and that is just evident sitting here looking at him. Um, You guys, please support your local food trucks. It's really hard to find one, a good crew that wants to work right now and is consistently showing up. But also, you know, we are, we're in competition with these bigger companies that are rolling out. You know, I've heard KFC and all of them, they're going to be starting food trucks and that, that can be a little daunting to us smaller guys, so to speak, when we're busting our rear ends to just try to make a mark on this world. But I love what you had to say about that, Chaz, just being yourself and waiting for the patients to get your things done that you want to do and not to rush it. That's pretty simple, right? And if you can have a great, you know, food experience along the way at Fat Kid Food Co., then come down and see him. He's uh, over there at the Harry and David Field, right? Uh, 2929 South Pacific, just past the Amazing Boys are up at South Bush Lob. Okay. You can't miss it. People miss it all the time, and I'm like, 
I really don't believe you're <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for being on the podcast and uh, coming, coming, try out some of his delicious food and please give him a follow on Instagram because it's definitely worth uh, looking at all the beautiful food that he offers for the local community. And then if you're going to be in any areas uh, where he's going to be, you can also keep a track of that on your Instagram too, on his Instagram. Just make sure those notifications are on. Have a great day. Thanks, Chaz, for being here. Thank you. Great to see you. Bye.